0: everybody how's your week been out there welcome to the jam room podcast Uh, you're with me scott hope it's been a good one for you if you've been here in perth fucking summer is not done yet hey fucking late march and it's screaming back and fucking mid high 30s it's a fucking scorcher today guys um pools back up and running and calling my name you can hear it from here so i'm gonna smash this thing out uh as you guys know we've been talking about um movie sort of shit, the great songs in movies and stuff, and we're going to bite into that topic today. We'll get Curtis on the line. Um, I thought we'd check in with you first, see what's been going on in the week. There's not a lot been going on in Perth. We um, we had our election. We kind of talked about that um, a few episodes ago, that that was going on. I didn't vote. Uh, but uh, there was concerns that uh, the, the government that's in charge, who led us and did a pretty good job through the fucking coronavirus bullshit, was going to win in a landslide, and he absolutely did. He crushed it. The fucking dude that was his opposition didn't even get a seat. And is just completely retired from politics. You know, that's a show of fucking strength, isn't it? You know, if I lose, I'm going to bail from politics forever. That's literally what he said before the election. Um, so no doubt he lost in a landslide. And obviously the concerns were coming out that, um, you know, it's bad for politics to have such a one-sided um, House of Parliament, right? Like so many seats are belonging to one side, that they're going to get everything done. And they're like, well, hopefully he doesn't abuse his power and all that sort of shit. And Mark McGowan, the guy that won, he's really assured us that he's going to work hard. He obviously only has. its all seems to be groovy. Um, but there is concerns. And people have kind of noted that, you know what, this is n- not a good thing um, for the state, for politics in general, uh, to have someone with so much power. And, you know, he's assured us. Uh, but then he went ahead and fucking made himself treasurer as a first act of parliament, right? I don't know about you guys, but if I was trying to convince everybody that I'm not going to abuse my power, I might, you know, wait a little bit on fucking giving yourself full control over the state's money as a first act of parliament. I'd hold off on that a little bit, but, you know, that's what he did and fucking fine. Um, I don't know how the hell these minister things sort of work. Like, he's the premier, but he's also the minister for... um, some economic bullshit, he's obviously the treasurer, and he's got a whole bunch on his portfolio there. All of which, to me, seem like they should be full-time jobs in themselves. I don't know. I was hoping that he would be spending 100% of his time being a good premier, but no, 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 he, he can dabble in being the minister of finance and shit like that as well. Apparently, Apparently, you don't have to spend all of your hours in a week doing one of these very important jobs. But it just is what it is, guys. So we'll see how this fucking pans out over the next few months, eh? I mean, so far there's been no huge red flags. But just to me, I thought that was a little bit weird. Trying to convince everybody that you're going to keep the balance of power. And then the first thing you do is fucking give yourself free reign over the tax dollars. Or whatever it is what it is. But, um... I've been really going down this movie rabbit hole, guys, this last week. And it's been fun. It's been fun to talk to people and just sort of mention what I'm talking about, like what I, what I want to do um, as far as shout out these great movie moments because of the song that's played that's not part of the movie score. So it gets a lot of people thinking. It's been really, really fun. We've obviously mentioned some things um, over the last few weeks that are, are pretty obvious shout outs. Um, obviously got to include them. But we, when I spoke to Curtis, we didn't really have a fucking like, clear view of what we're really talking about. So we kind of flesh it out over this conversation. I chatted to Curtis yesterday, um, and we just kept on drinking and chatting afterwards. So I didn't get this podcast up. So here it is now. Um, so I'm going to chat to Curtis. We kind of get to the bottom of it. Basically, what we're trying to say is um, those incredible moments that are made better by a great song in a movie. So we kind of want the movie, want the song, and we want to know the moment. And I know we kind of skip over a bunch of those things. But anyway, it's, it's a cool little conversation. It's fucking thought-provoking. I want you guys to help us the fuck out. Um, and let us know what songs uh, have appeared in great movie moments that are just obvious. Because there's a bunch. The more I think about this, the fucking, the more I keep coming to the surface. I don't really want to watch all of these movies. If it's movies I haven't heard of, I might watch it. But it's pretty easy to be reminded um, of these great moments otherwise it wouldn't be a great moment right if you've seen the movie you probably know what what, um, what we're talking about here so here it is guys here's a bit of a conversation with fucking old Curdy over there and uh again i'll leave you with some music at the end of this podcast so um hear it out we tra- chat for a little bit um and then i'll talk to you guys on the other side of this fucking enjoy yourself magic movie moments Movie list. So... Uh, fuck. Alrighty. Yeah, Alright, all right, welcome Curtis to the Jammering Podcast. Uh, for Thank the listener, you, we've been talking bro. for a while, so um, we're just going to continue because we're going to get this shit started. Um, so what I was really talking about is obviously the great movies and the fucking moments that great songs make in movies and all that sort of bullshit, right?
1: Yeah, so I also it. just want to start off by saying that I didn't really... Fully understand the stipulations behind this uh, this little project, dude. That but, sounds like um,
0: sounds like you haven't listened to the last few episodes of the podcast.
1: I know I, I I did, but I didn't know that the specific thing was because I heard you mention that you know obviously we're not talking about score, we're not talking about the actual no. music behind you know all the the, the movie in general, but yeah, but songs that are played within the movie, which I totally get. Correct. But, um, you know, having, uh, like, the whole stipulation behind. Uh... So, basically, I was just trying to differentiate between, between score and actual songs that have been released by an artist,
0: you know. That are included in a movie. Yeah, that, that's kind of the yeah, stipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, but but, but, but also, also, I... also, like, I am kind of... The way I've approached this, because I don't know about you, dude, but it's a fucking bottomless pit. It's another one of those fucking massive topics to bite into. Um, so I was trying to limit myself to, like, what a great movie moments that are made great by the song that's been performed or is running at the time that is also a, a standalone song, but it's just kind of been repurposed in this movie or whatever. And now... It's kind of all I think of when I hear that song or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do know what you mean. And that is a great premise. And I kind of have to admit that I'm a little bit underprepared because I would have. That's liked right. That's
0: to- right. Let's roll with it, man. Because you said you have a few. Let's just get the ball fucking rolling because um, I have a fair few myself. And I think, like, we might have to do another episode on this because there is so much. But I think if we just, like, sort of just start, it's going to. Um, you know, refine itself as we talk in, and we'll both understand what we fucking mean, right? By the end of it, yeah, something we'll like go. that. Okay, we'll okay. Do you want me to start, um, or we'll do, you, do you want to throw one out you. there? Throw one out there. Let us know what you're thinking.
1: uh all right, I'll throw one out. Uh, but I'm again. I'll start off with this one because I think it might be outside the the criteria. But I was. One of the first ones when you mentioned it, the idea to me originally was Mission Impossible Two. That's hundred because... percent on my
0: list, man. Hundred percent on my list.
1: Yeah, yeah. That All right, was... so let's
0: let's get the ball rolling with this one because it is kind of weird, and I do understand what like why you're so um trepidatious with this because fucking a bunch of the songs were written for the movie,
1: but they didn't actually feature in the movie though.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, um, I yeah, Disappear so from Metallica is on the soundtrack. I don't know where it is in the movie. I don't remember the moment that it's played. I do remember the Limp Bizkit song in there.
1: Oh, of course. Well, that that became like the new theme. But it during, was like, the, opening, the
0: theme song done by them.
1: Yes. And but I, it became its own song. Yeah. And even, it's, funnily enough, I saw Limp Bizkit live probably maybe three, four years ago. And they still play uh, Take a Look Around, which is their version of the Mis- Mission Impossible theme song. That is a great which track. Which they turned into their own song, you know? So they still play that live. Yeah. But I, I um
0: I I still include that movie. So Mission Impossible 2, fucking year 2000. I didn't know if we wanted to do it by, like, date, like earlier movies and, and do it chronologically that that way. Um, but I reckon we just throw a random sort of, fucking bunch out there but i put a mission impossible 2 in there because um i know there's like all these wicked songs like chris cornell has a fucking song on that soundtrack called mission 2000
1: yeah okay so chris cornell's
0: in the movie um by the way fucking one of the best mission impossible movies in my eyes it's so much fucking fun like john Woo is hilarious as a director like these epic scenes you know he's got fucking backflip kicks with doves in a tunnel like jesus it's insane oh it's so picturesque the cinematography is on point
1: <laughs> yeah like but
0: at, at like the reason <laughs> i included it because i i did have the controversy with the limp biscuit and the metallic and stuff like that great soundtrack but it's not they're not the movie moments but the movie moment for me was when he's fucking um rock climbing at in the intro sequence
1: yes and yes. he's
0: listening to that fucking um ico, ico song in his headphones
1: yeah, I go, cool, I go cool, on Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that okay. Zap Mama song.
0: So that, that that that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That fucking movie moment is it, it, even though the other ones don't really count. That was fucking
1: what counted, right? Yes, a hundred percent. And I do have a few extra of those moments. They're, yeah. they're kind of the ones I tried to pay a bit of attention to. You know, the actual scenes that are amplified by the songs. But yeah. I mean you can still you can still include Limp Biscuit take a look around in that as well cuz that Cause is cuz it's,
0: it's it's epic but also the song wouldn't exist without the movie you know what i mean
1: Yeah yeah so, I don't know so what you're saying Maybe
0: on that one's like let's give it half fucking marks or whatever somewhere along lines mm-hmm. that and it's kind of the same like i included the matrix on my list
1: Right Yes the matrix is fantastic Are, are you talking like the whole franchise in general, or just the first one? Just the no. first
0: movie, the 99 original, um, because that soundtrack was phenomenal. I'm sure it fucking blew charts away and made a hell of a lot of money. And there were songs on it that fucking weren't actually in the movie. Um, they're not the ones I'm going to talk about. And again, it's the same kind of vibe, that there's like songs in there, but they're kind of background sort of scenes, like the Rob Zombie Dragula songs playing when he's in the club and shit. In that movie, yeah. and that's pretty fucking cool. And like right at the end, Rage Against the Machine starts playing for the for the ending credits and stuff. Like that's all cool, but um, yeah. To me, it's that fucking Club to Death song. They get oh,
1: sure. I still have Club to Death in like one of my playlists on Spotify that I listen to. Hundred percent, Dude, yeah. it's one it's of the most complicated
0: song. things that I've had to work out myself on guitar, because it's not for guitar. But yeah, that's a that's a beautiful fucking song. Uh, Rob Dugan. I wrote his name down, man, in preparation for this because it's all about that song. And another moment in the movie for me that's wicked is when he's like sleeping in front of his computer right at the start. And um, I know yeah. I said earlier on the fucking podcast that I I, I have mentioned that um Porter's Head was in the soundtrack. I was wrong. It's not Porter's Head. It's Massive Attack. I was thinking of, but he's got Massive uh, Attack yeah. playing, and like I was a huge Massive Attack fan, not because of that yeah. movie, but 100%. it was fucking yeah it was a cool oh, moment.
1: massive attack uh, fantastic man yeah I, I remember your big massive attack uh phase oh, it's not oh, really yeah. a phase because you know i guess you were just you still are a fan of them but um
0: i uh, remember that yeah. and
1: you and you got me into massive attack as well so yeah mm. fantastic i band was like oh listen, listen to like and lamb and massive
0: attack and 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 porter's head and um yeah just i don't know lots of weird shit a lot of Björk in those days as well
1: um anyway all right so
0: throw one out man we've done mission possible 2 the matrix fucking amazing because of the moment um
1: um, i've got a strange one but this is a good one i think this is quite personal to me but queen of the damned all righty do you remember that movie Um, i do
0: know the movie but i i haven't i haven't watched it since it's sort of released back then so reminders what's in that what's going on
1: Well, Queen of the Damned was the sequel to uh, Interview with a Vampire. You know, the massive movie with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt.
0: Shout out Tom Cruise. Um, Two out of three for Tom Cruise so far.
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) But yeah, so... Let's face it, he could have been Neo. He could have been Neo,
0: man. Tom Cruise is Neo. No one would have minded
1: at all. He could have done it. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie, though. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be a lot of smiling. But yeah, Queen of the Damned is fantastic. So basically, it's centered around... I mean, Tom Cruise's character in the first movie, uh, he plays Lestat, the vampire. So in the, the sequel... Get to the music, is, Curtis. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting to it. Um, so basically, Lestat, that character, is played by Stuart Townsend in the second movie, and he decides to form a band. He hears his band, and he's like you know he just he just appears and he's like becomes their singer but Jonathan Davies from Corn becomes like he's doing the actual singing voice for the okay. character list that. so there's a lot of songs played throughout that movie that are kind of like Jonathan Davies own solo project type songs that were sort of may or may not have been i don't know the specifics May or may 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 not have been written specifically for the movie. I don't know, but there's definitely some like corn songs in there. Um, and also one of my favorite scenes was where they play also one of my favorite songs, Deftones changing the house of flies. Oh shit. Where he's, it's like a very trippy psychedelic moment where they're sort of in like the hot tub. um, and it's a bit of a love scene with Aaliyah, who plays Akasha. The oh head yeah, okay. gorgeous! And that's just a fantastic song, man. Like that's probably one of the most, if not the most famous, Deftones song.
0: Yeah, so, song so I think that. we're on the I <laughs> think we're on the same page, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about with that. So fucking Queen of the Damned, changing the house of Flies moment. What a moment!
1: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it was made perfect by that song. So. Yeah, and also Jonathan Davies singing. There's there's some live music scenes where the character is on stage, and Jonathan Davies singing was awesome as well. So,
0: yeah, and I like I kind of thought about that, like with the the parameters of this fucking discussion, like should we include biopics of any kind? Because that's a bit that's a bit indulgent. Like if we included like the the Queen fucking documentary or whatever biopic movie it was, that might be a little bit. Well, obviously, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't think so, man. I mean, yeah, so
0: I, I'm leaving those ones out, man. But you, you're right, and just another perfect example of this, I want to bring up fucking Wayne's World.
1: Oh, yeah. That's it's what fantastic. I'm talking about, man. I do not have that on my list, but now that you yeah, mentioned it, it's fucking
0: Wayne's World, 92. Um, there's Nothing's done more for Bohemian Rhapsody since Bohemian Rhapsody other than that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: 100%. That's famous now. Putting on Bohemian Rhapsody in a car. Yeah. Everyone just has to start singing along and fucking like
0: moshing. When, yeah, you like, have the, to. The, you the have you to. You have to. It's, yeah. So that's, that's just like that, that moment is etched in time. And it's the, the song and the movie are intimately related now from forever now. Right. Yeah. But 100%. also like thinking about like, Waysworth, there was a ton of really great shit. Like, you have fucking Alice Cooper in the movie, fucking the Feed My Frankenstein fucking show that he's doing. That's fucking epic as well. But also fucking that um, Dreamweaver song when he thinks yeah, of fucking Tear yeah. Career or whatever. Yeah, like like I can't hear that song without thinking of her.
1: Yeah, so true. It, it, and and also Foxy Lady. With Garth yes, and his woman. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't even have that as, <laughs> on one that on my of my of, list of the songs. Oh, yeah, fucking Hendrix. It.
1: Jesus, oh, that's they perfect. stole it's Hendrix so as well.
0: And they also fucking stole the sweet song Ballroom Blitz at the end. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic one. Yeah. Good work on
0: that. Yeah, and, but if you wanted to include Wayne's World too as well, but just as a side shout out, fucking Mike Myers has done that with a bunch of his movies. Like, there are wicked shit, like, happenings as far as music is concerned in all of his Austin Powers movies as well.
1: Yeah, true. Like, true. I know he's
0: got Quincy Jones doing the soundtrack, the actual score. We're not talking about that, although it's fucking epic. Um, but just his little placement, like Madonna doing the soundtrack uh, on the second one. You know, that um, Beautiful Stranger" song? One of my favorite songs. I fucking love that track. And that was all for yeah, Austin yeah. Powers, too. And like the way you use Burt Bacharach on the back of the fucking bus with the piano and shit. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, Burt Bacharach. Yeah, yeah. start singing the fucking, yeah, whatever. And what what is that song that Burt, that he, that Burt Bach, no, it's Elvis Costello as well. That's in the the other movies. Burt
0: Bacharach is the first one, there's Elvis Costello in the second. Or maybe third, I I might be wrong, I don't know. But um, yeah, Elvis Costello takes his place later on. Yeah,
1: yeah, both moments are fantastic. I'm actually a big Elvis Costello fan, which is strange. He wouldn't pick it, but I yeah, it I mean he's, he's harmless
0: as fuck, man. But um yeah, so so Mike Myers has done good shit and Wayne's World fucking crushed it in '92 with um that sort of score, man. But um what have you got next, man? Hit us up with something that you know I don't have, because you knew I wouldn't have Queen of the Dance.
1: Uh, well, I've got a big one. I just watched this one a few nights ago. And pretty much the whole movie is based around music of that that late 80s, early 90s era. It's Empire Records. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, man. That fucking... That whole movie kills it. Dude, it's pretty... Well,
0: am, I wrong, am I wrong? Who's, who's in Empire Records? Epic who's Stone. in Empire Records? Who are we talking about? Well,
1: see, the thing is, like... A lot of the, a lot of the songs you probably wouldn't recognise if you saw it on paper. No, I'm like, talking about yeah, actors I mean, in the in like, the movie.
0: Act, like, it's not Brendan Fraser and. No, 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 no he's I'm, not I'm, in it. I'm thinking of a different movie then. I'm thinking of like Airheads or something like that.
1: No, Empire Records has um, Lib Tyler, uh, Renee Zellweger. I- Anthony Lapaglia, um, yeah, like on it was. It was a very early. It came out in '95, and I mean, it was kind of a lot of like people's first sort of movies that they'd done, you know. But the whole the whole movie is based around like music. I mean, they all work in a record store. That's right. Probably called and, Empire there's, Records. There's multiple moments in the the whole movie is pretty much set within that record record store as well, and it's just it's iconic, man. I mean, I fucking love the movie. I rewatched it again just a few days ago, and I'm like, this is fantastic. All
0: right, so so give us the song and give us the scene. Uh, I, I think
1: I think, I think, I, think I think
0: all right. Well, give us one or two.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, I can't do that, man. It's more of like a, it's more of a group effort. That that movie is kind of just all based around. Each. There's there's so many scenes with so many good songs. Yeah, I could see that. I, with it, a movie based it, it, at a record
0: it, store in the '90s, it's gonna have a bangin' soundtrack, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I can't really go on about that one too much because I didn't really pick out any particular moments that stood out. It's pretty. It's like the whole movie as a whole just has a, a fantastic soundtrack and if you're a music fan especially of like i mean it goes from it has music from you know as as early as like this 1670s through to to 95 mid 90s so if you yeah if you're a fan of music and old school record stores can
0: and- can, can you name some people that are on the soundtrack
1: No, I didn't write any of that down. Well,
0: people at home, do your research. Let us know what's on the soundtrack that Curtis is trying to tell you is how good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the ones that I kind of just wanted to brush over. I'm just saying it's a it's a fantastic soundtrack. Lots of great moments. Yeah, uh, that are are perfectly encapsulated by by the songs featured within. Dude, I've got I've
0: got a couple of movies that are in that category as well. That it's just because of the songs that are around being played in the background. It's just the soundtrack to the movie is fucking really, really cool. But there are also some moments. So I took them like um, The Wedding Singer.
1: Ah, yes. How wow, good probably. is The Wedding Singer?
0: As far that's as soundtracks concerned. Serious, there's some <laughs> epic moments, man. Fucking White Wedding is an epic moment in that. And um, Billy yeah, Idol yeah. is in the movie anyway later on and shit love stinks so that's 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 the main one i wrote down was fucking i, I don't know the band's name is like the J. giles band or something but yeah uh, love I stinks i
1: just that's one of the scenes that, that that's the scene man
0: that's the scene but also like you spin me right around you know that's fucking awesome as well yeah perfect. that's, that's got to have a fucking massive mention um and along the same sort of vein as that i've got fucking night at the roxbury
1: Oh my god, yes. The they were both the, the same year.
0: They were both ninety-eight, man.
1: Oh wow. Holy shit. Dude, there's,
0: there's some weird things. Like, um, I can get back into it before, like uh there are some ones that I'll shout out that are around the nine early nineties as well, but um, but yeah, neither roxbury, ninety-eight. I can't hear that what is love song without thinking of that uh, fucking yeah. scene, man.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes. It stole but, the that... fucking show. I mean, that song was already huge around that era and everyone loved it. But then that movie came out and literally everyone fucking loved it and knew it and would dance along to it. And it's insane. It sort of caused the hype behind it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's something to be said, like saying that that and The Wedding Singer came out around the same, well, exactly the same year, how they they were old sort of styles of music even then in 98. You know what I mean? Yeah. That right. was old disco sort of shit. That was, uh, uh, but they, they, they both just like, it's that nostalgia loop that we fucking talked about so many times already happening just in the, the fucking early nineties or late nineties, I should say. And yeah. So fucking, yeah. Neither the rocks people also like Cindy Lauper's got tracks in that, that fucking, and, and, uh, Colin, Colin Quinn has a weird role in it. Like it's a hell weird cast of people.
1: That movie's fucking oh, cool. Man, it's, it's yeah, it's brilliant. The old school piss take kind of oh, yeah, Saturday Night old Live movies, movie. you know, which it is was, what like yeah, Wayne's was. World was and shit. Well, it came out in '98, but it was wasn't it a kind of based on like the '80s clubbing scene? Yeah, it
0: was also based on a Saturday Night Live scat like
1: skit that yeah. was um, uh,
0: you know, I, I saw one with Jim Carrey in it and shit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, same as Wayne's World came out of that as well.
1: Very true. They definitely came from, uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, the wedding singer and the fucking Nyla Roxbury, they have fucking amazing soundtracks for what they are. And the movie fucking helps the soundtrack. Don't you reckon?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same movie at all. If it didn't have those, even just those, even if it didn't just have what is love in it, it wouldn't be the same movie. You know, that one song alone. no
0: No fucking shit. Is the perfect yeah. choice. Perfect <laughs> choice. All right, I got, I got two, um, two others. What do you got left?
1: Right. I've got a few more, man. I've actually got right. quite a few. All right, rock them. Um, this is a big one for sure. Days and Confused. Okay. With Aerosmith, with Sweet Emotion. Yes. I mean, come on, that's fucking perfect. Yes. And
0: that's that's a fucking perfect moment.
1: Yeah, dude, hundred percent. That's fucking amazing. And that's that's not even the only yeah, one either. Like there's a lot of that. good songs in Days and Confuse. Yes. Um, I didn't I didn't note down any others <laughs> Like, dude, I said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 100%. that was in the nineties
0: as well. When did that movie come out?
1: Uh, it would be early nineties on am Yeah. I, I, yeah. Ninety three. Ninety three came out. So
0: Dude, that's right in that pocket. They were crushing it with fucking um, licensing deals with fucking record companies back then, man.
1: It's very hard to do these days. 100%. Forever, I think the 90s, it will go down as the greatest decade in human existence.
0: Especially for movies, man. And (laughs) 99 is definitely the best year for movies ever.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You can, we're, we're you can have a good before, fucking time. Yeah, we've
0: talked about it a million times, man. Fucking ninety nine. It's amazing what fucking movies came out in ninety nine, and um, you know all about that. Like like you say in ninety three, fucking Wayne's World two was ninety three. That was still banging. So was Jurassic Park in ninety three. Like we had some bangers right. going on in ninety three. Like it did. It was yeah, relentless. Yeah. It was relentless throughout that decade.
1: It's they're they're the kind of movies that you can look back on and just really get a grip of what society in general was like back then you know it's fucking it was just carefree but fucking cool as well man everything was on the up and up man like
0: we we had we had like figured out a good way to live and that didn't need the internet and we were completely Mm. fine with it so like the the internet hadn't rocked the boat yet so fucking things were cool the internet didn't even really rock the boat till like um like, almost, like, mid-2000s, it started really rocking it for society, yeah, so exactly, to speak, exactly. you know, when, like, smartphones yeah. came out and shit. But, like, if you just had, like, a shitty internet connection on your phone, no one gave a fuck. You still had to go somewhere to use the computer to, you know, check your emails or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, fucking, I guess,
1: you know, life imitates um, art or vice on. versa
0: or whatever. I. Um, got
1: I've got a big one that I want to throw out, and I know you'll uh, you'll be a fan of this. All right, it's the Life Aquatic. Yeah, of course. Steve's-
0: yeah, I was holding that one off, but go on. <laughs>
1: was that one of your
0: last ones? Was of it? course, it was, man. It's one of my favorite oh, movies my of God. all I'll, time.
1: I'll let you talk about it then.
0: All right, so I I'm guessing, like, well, I'll put it this way: there are two magical moments in that. But also a great soundtrack for the rest of it. Yes. So, for those of you who don't I, know, it's I, fucking a Wes Anderson movie, The Life Aquatic with Steve Z. Sue. Uh, probably one of the greatest films ever made because it's literally just about some dude fucking dealing with being old. Can we say that? Is that what the movie's about? Yes. Right? Or well, being, being a washed up. Being, being a has I'm been. Old. Yeah, some dude with just dealing with being yeah, a has yeah. been, right? Um, but it's the most exciting journey. And like, I was, I was talking to John the other day. Um, shout out, John. Yeah. And uh, fucking. From,
1: uh, few episodes and and he sort of uh, he was
0: like, you know what? I don't think I've seen the life of quite. I'm like, dude, if I if I describe this movie to you, you'll think it's the greatest movie ever. And so I started yeah. saying like, you know, this guy's a documentary filmmaker. He, his last documentary fucking is is um his partner got attacked and eaten by this unknown shark that's never been seen before or whatever. So he's made this documentary. Now he vows revenge and he's setting out to try and kill this shark and maybe film a documentary doing it but he's yep. also going through a divorce. He's also just had a son rock up they didn't know existed. He also and then he owns an island and a killer whale and you start throwing these other things into the fucking mix it's like this is the greatest story ever. And it's that's insane, that's actually yeah. what's going on with the life aquatic. The be, uh, but um movie scenes, I've got two and the first one is um David Bowie Life on Mars.
1: Right at the end and it's No, no, know, that's not at the end. That's
0: right at the start.
1: Oh, well, what's well, – I know it's Sue George is the Brazilian guy who covers at least five – Yeah, yeah, Sue George, Sal Bobby George, Jones. or whatever
0: his name is. Whatever your name is, I'm sorry we're butchering it. Sue George, Sal Two, George. Foul, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. There's three vowels in a row that's very, very hard to pronounce. Um, <laughs>
1: but It looks quite simple on paper, but Sa- – It's
0: know. S-E-O-U or something.
1: Speaking of pronunciation, I noticed you say uh... – bowie when i say bowie
0: bowie <laughs> all right i don't
1: know i don't know right, we'll, stick I we'll stick with bowie
0: we'll stick with bowie we'll stick with bowie um and we'll stick with sal all right so sal george he does spanish covers of david bowie songs the entire time the movie is rocking and rolling it is tremendous yes. it is the best but the actual recording of david bowie bowie oh bowie Bow. <laughs> for um, oh, Life on Mars is played in that one scene right at the opening. He just finds out, like, a, gu- a dude comes up to him and says, hey, man, I might be your son. And he says, wait right there, I'll be right back. Yes. Starts walking in slow motion to the top of this beautiful boat while fucking Life on Mars is playing the fucking crescendo of the song. And he goes up there in slow motion, just smokes a fucking couple of drags of a joint. And then goes back, and that's it. It's just this little interjection into the fucking movie. It is genius. That's one of the best moments. And that song is made way... That's the best that song's ever looked.
1: I couldn't agree more, man. That's the perfect song for that scene. And it's the perfect scene for Bill Murray to express that sort of...
0: Yeah, we didn't even mention it's Bill fucking Murray. Like, We're not talking about any old scene.
1: It's Bill Murray. Bill Murray is one of my favorite actors of all time. And um, this movie, The Life Aquatic with Steve Z. So is my favorite Dude, uh, could... Bill Murray movie. So. hundred percent Hands down,
0: there is no comparison to any other movie, but he is great in everything. But he is. this this role was made for him. He is 100%. Steve Z Sue so in my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fantastic movie. But so also,
0: I gotta give it like. Give a shout out to Sal George for doing the, the Wicked um, acoustic covers sung in um, Spanish, I guess it is. Is that what they speak in Brazil? I think so. No, 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 no. no. They speak Portuguese. Portuguese. All right. Very close. Missed it yeah. by it that much, but whatever. So he's singing in that. That's beautiful. But also right at the end of the film when they actually find the shark that killed his buddy and they decide not to kill it, it's fucking Sigur Rós that starts playing. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that um, Stara Fleur or whatever, some yeah. confusing word to pronounce. Um, but Sigur Rost, fucking amazing band, an amazing moment. That makes the whole movie as well. So it goes from David Bowie all the way through to fucking... Or David Bowie all the way through to fucking Sigur Rost by the end of it. And it's got a good yeah. score as well. So fucking Life Aquatic, you should probably buy that soundtrack. That's probably one... Out of all these movies I'm talking about, I've actually... like I've bought the Matrix soundtrack when I was a kid. And I definitely, yeah. even as an adult, I think twice. I've bought the Life Aquatic soundtrack.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Fucking worth like, it. David Bowie actually personally uh, praised uh, Sal George for his covers. He was like, he he made them uh, in like a, a different kind of beautiful. He sort of revitalized the beauty in a, of his songs in a perfect way. I'm totally butchering his quote, but. Man, I know, that's high yeah, praise, though. David Bowie but was himself praise. actually praised Sal George for his work in that movie. That's cool. Covering yeah. his songs.
0: That's cool. Because to be honest, I prefer them. <laughs> for some of them, man. Well, let's say, like that David Bowie's like a lot of his catalog is actually difficult listening. It it really is, uh, yeah. man. Yeah. Some of it's yeah, really yeah, difficult man. listening. It's not fucking. It's not like 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 Elvis. You can love him or hate him, but you can always listen to him. Bowie's yeah. nowhere near that category. It's kind of just like, it's well, awkward a is, lot of the time.
1: He is with, with some of his songs. They're definitely songs that you can listen to forever. But anyway, he was a legend and rest in peace, Bowie. Uh, let your legend live on, mate. Yeah. Sad, yeah. All
0: right. So I mean, how, how, how many other like ones that you really want to get into do you have left? Because I've got maybe like one that's maybe cool that to get into. And then I got like maybe three or four shout outs.
1: Uh, okay, I've got one that I really want to mention. All right, rocket. Uh, okay, this is just one of the most perfectly fitting songs for one of the uh, really deep, crazy sort of scene. Um, basically, I'm talking about Fight Club at right at the end, at the end sequence of Fight Club, fantastic movie. Um, basically, uh, you know, the main character uh what's his name uh, fucko. oh oh fucko. uh what uh, i don't know uh, you know the guy in fight club that's not brad Pitt what's his name again yeah
0: i i, I can picture him for for days i can't Find his name, man. It's going. This is
1: gonna so annoy the listeners as well. I bet they're just like, whatever, <laughs>
0: whatever. Move anyway,
1: on. So that dude. Him and Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Right at the end, there, you know, on the top floor of this big skyscraper, he's all fucked up. He's he's all beaten up. He's been shot. Whatever. That's not important. But anyway, he's uh, he just looks over at her and he says some shit. And the Pixies, "Where Is My Mind?" comes on. Oh, nice! And it's, it's perfect. He's and they're holding hands and they're looking out over the city, and all the skyscrapers just start blowing up and falling down. And, Boy, that's epic. And where is my mind? I know the exactly what you mean. One of the greatest song movie scenes that the company showed it perfectly, I think, of all time. It's one of the best. One of the best, most a soundtrack to an
0: apocalypse is always going to mean a hell of a lot, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's fucking (laughs) sick. Yeah, well, that (laughs) yes. So they're the exact things, and you're gonna fucking you're gonna find more the more you think about it. Um, and uh, you realize how fucking cool that is in a movie, like actually orchestrating a scene with a song in mind, because it's like the odds of these songs just happened to work it's uh, like that that seems a bit beyond belief they're too magical and they fit too well so like shout out to these directors that had the foresight of like you know what this song is what i'm trying to say in this scene so i'll fucking shoot the scene to this song and then i'll pay this guy a million bucks to make sure it fucking happens make sure elton john shows up
1: you know <laughs> it's edward norton by the way is the guy yes of course of. it is yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what's so fucked so, up and about
0: his name man it's such an ordinary name i never remember it
1: yeah exactly yeah it's it's kind of just yeah. standard that it slips out so um so, well, go ahead that, the like,
0: let's do let's do a rapid fire fucking shout out like just go fucking uh, dun, uh, the the, okay. the uh, are we
1: going on for a bit because i have a few more scenes that i want to mention all right no so, that's, what, that's
0: what i mean so you say the movie say the song with the scene and and go in the scene real quick.
1: Okay, well this is a big one. This is Drive, the movie Drive. Yeah. That was kind of famous for its soundtrack. A good, good Everyone loved the soundtrack. So the, the opening did. scene where he's just driving through the city at night with all the lights and Night Call by Kavinsky is playing. Yeah. It's it's perfectly fitting. I mean, you've got um the notoriously uh beautiful Ryan Gosling, just driving around at night, looking cool, being awesome, and you've got just the perfect track for it, Kavinsky, Night Call, it's a great moment, that's another perfectly fitting scene. All right,
0: I've got some that I just have to shout out because I mentioned it fucking, again this is going back to 92, fucking Ghost Unchained Melody scene, it's gay as fuck, but no one knows that song otherwise, go on with yours, let's just get over that one quick. (laughs) <laughs> it's just written in my notes. I was, was talking about this with Amanda yesterday with the wife and a uh, fucking um so a couple of these are gonna be in that category, but go on with one of yours.
1: Uh the intro to the movie Watchmen, where oh, Bob shit. Dylan
0: great Bob movie. Dylan
1: sings the times they are a change Dude, that's epic. Yes. That's that's perfectly fitting because it's yeah. it's playing the whole opening sequence. Where shit is kind of just going down, like, and uh, these these superheroes, in air quotes, because they're kind of a bit fucked up as well. But oh, shit's happening, happening. and that, that's just such the most perfectly fitting song for that scene.
0: Yeah, man. And, so and, and to, to be honest, that's like the only superhero movie that I would say is good. I'll, I probably still won't ever watch it again, but I'll still say that that was a good movie. All the other ones, I it couldn't really give much. It, it
1: was a good movie, and I'm like you. I don't like superhero movies, uh, really yeah. either. Like controversial, but I don't really like Marvel movies, most of them anyway.
0: Has it anything um, to do with the fact they suck dick?
1: <laughs> There's a few good, a few good Marvel
0: ones. I like, know, I, I know, I know, I know. And actually, it's right weird. on my list, this is actually not even a out, This is something I really had on my serious list, which is a Marvel one. Fucking Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yes, yeah, 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 no that that How is How good,
0: good is that soundtrack?
1: It is fantastic because he's got the it's it's perfectly fitting as well because he's got the cassette player, the old school walkman. Yeah, man, it's just his what mixtape
0: going the whole way.
1: Yeah. And that yeah, fucking that, that Redbone song,
0: fucking come and get your love or whatever, fucking bound, yeah. bound, that's so fucking cool. So yeah, so and
1: he's just dancing along to it with his Walkman. It's it's perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. So um,
0: I was a hundred percent lying when I said Watchmen was the only really real superhero movie because fucking Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty cool.
1: And also, this isn't on the list, but I just want to mention Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. They're fantastic. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, for, for no, another no, day, I'm man. Uh, so it's my man. turn to do a quick okay. shout out. Fucking 1992 again, The Bodyguard.
1: Oh, okay, Whitney Houston. And that has to get, get shouted
0: out. <laughs> that has to get shouted out. Like I said, there's a quick fire round. But oh my god, I, I, will always love you, Jesus Christ. Because uh, that was it's a cover. Of, uh, th- like that was it's obviously powerful. made for the movie, but that was a cover of a Dolly Parton song. So, you know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And, yeah. b- and by the way, it wasn't the original choice for a song to be covered for that uh, movie. But then they found out the song they wanted was being covered in a movie released around the same time. And it was Kevin Costner's yeah. idea to do that song. How's that? Oh, wow. Shout out Kevin Costner. Yeah, man. Fucking crushed it with that suggestion. Like, he literally made Whitney Houston.
1: You know, That's fucking awesome. She didn't have Good to life. act in
0: another movie just had a, a singing career from there on but yeah that, that one has to be mentioned you got another quick shout out
1: uh well this is more than just a shout out i think this is one of the best uh soundtracks ever all right Wait, is this your last one i got a couple more shout outs after but whatever right. we don't well have to
0: yeah all right go on you, you, you let Cold it out fiction, fiction. i know yeah oh uh, yeah okay you Never Can Tell. I know, I know. Young, that, that, that's Barry. one of those ones that seems so fucking obvious, but I can't believe I didn't think of that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole dance... The famous dancing scene, you know? No where shit. he's doing the eyes across... The fingers across the no eyes. No shit. No shit. Yeah. 100% yeah, that, man. Yeah, that's, that's Chuck Berry. You Never Can Tell. Um, and also... The whole "I'll kill everyone, every last one here" right at the start, and then it's like, you yeah, that know, yeah. that's Mister Lou by Dick Dale in the opening scene. That's fucking no shit. incredibly iconic.
0: Oh my god, that's all you think of when you hear that song. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right, sweet. Fire another one, and then I'll give you one last one, maybe two.
1: Uh oh brother, where art thou? <laughs> With fucking. Um, George Clooney singing the... Uh, yeah, you know, I know that song.
0: movie, and I really liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the soundtrack is me. Uh, man.
1: I am a man of constant sorrow. That's fucking amazing, man. Like, yeah, It goes off. Even in the movie, it's, like, set in... You know, stupidly early 1900s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they're, the movie. they're all like dancing and going off, and you feel it when you watch that, man. It's just a fucking song.
0: So, I is, is song. that a song? Was that song made for the movie, or is it just some random country song that they just chose?
1: I have no idea, man. I just, for some reason, I just remembered that recently, how cool that, that song was in that movie, and wrote it down. I don't know. I, yeah, I haven't done my research, so I'm a little bit off the bed
0: but you know, whatever. All right. Let's just choose one more each then, man. We'll wrap this shit up. Because uh, now that we might be a bit more focused, we might be able to do better with the next round. Because we've gone through quite a fucking lot, man.
1: We have. It's yeah, so good.
0: last one I'm going to shout out, man, is fucking Almost Famous.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: Like, it was just a ripper well, we of a yeah. soundtrack. Plenty of good placements. There was fucking, like, Zeppelin and Cat Stevens and um, Bowie Bowie. And The Who and fucking The Beach Boys and all sorts of bullshit bands. But it's the fucking tiny dancer scene that everyone remembers. So that's just yeah. got to be a quick shout out. Fucking almost famous. Weird fucking movie, man. Like, if you if, if that journalist was a girl, like, dude, that'd be like the creepiest fucking movie ever. You know? If like yeah, a, to be
1: honest, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I can't really remember that. Yeah, well, so. it's just about some
0: 15-year-old kid. It's kinda of like a coming of age kind of story. But um you yeah. know, if roles of reverse is a bit fucking creepy, but it's what it is. It's just uh yeah, two thousands, you is. know. Just escaped the nineties. No one gave a fuck back then. Um but yeah, <laughs> that one's gotta be shout out. Your last one, man.
1: Uh probably use most of my good ones but another one i'll say is kill bill there's a lot of fantastic fucking songs in in the first yeah, bill, with the, with yeah. Second as well.
0: i was gonna mention that sort of shit when you're talking about um pulp fiction but yeah I, I can't really like i know there's wicked scenes but there's also wicked scenes with movies and like like charlie's angels and shit like that you know the whole smack my bitch up scene and stuff that are pretty yeah, yeah, yeah for sure
1: yeah
0: yeah but so yeah i know what you mean man the score is amazing in that movie anyway just the score.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, it might seem like score in a lot of it, but a lot of those songs are actually completely released like songs by different artists that they use, which are kind of long drawn out songs, which would kind of appear as though it's score. Yeah. But it's, they're not really.
0: Dude, dude I, I've noticed throughout the, because <laughs> we'll wrap this shit up, but I've noticed from the start, like we really knew the, the moment and the and the song and the artist and everything and now we're kind of like we went through the period of just like oh I just had good songs don't know any of them and now we've got to the point where like oh it could also be maybe the score is like we we don't <laughs> yeah so we we we're scraping the barrel at the moment that that's what I'm trying to say
1: yeah my preparation for this yeah. was done pretty quickly all right so we'll we'll, exactly.
0: we'll try again when we get we get it back but I think we focused it a little bit we kind of know what's What's working? Like it's those moments we've talked about, fucking the Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody moment, and fucking some other great moments, fucking the Fight Club moment and shit.
1: Fight Club, the yeah. drive, driving around. Yeah. So we'll fucking maybe try again
0: next time or something like that. We'll see what happens.
1: No, we did well. I think that was pretty good. I I'm I got out most of the ones I wanted to. Yeah,
0: mention. and dude, those moments are fucking epic. And like, it's a wicked rabbit hole to go down, man. I'll, I'll, I'll keep on thinking about this all, all weekend and I'll end up having to watch a thousand movies over the next week and it'll be fucked up, but you know, it's fun. It's good fun.
1: Yes. I recommend it. Um, all, everything we've mentioned to the listeners, if you haven't seen those movies in a while or if ever, definitely check them out, especially if you're a music fan.
0: Yeah, dude, I don't reckon we mentioned a shit movie except for maybe ghost. <laughs>
1: Come on, some people would be slapping you right now. That's uh, that's definitely some older women's favorite movie of all time.
0: Yeah, and so <laughs> sh- shout out any old women that are listening to this podcast. Like God bless you, <laughs> you're fucking, you're soldiers. Stick in there. like <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about old women. Fucking um, another one that uh, Amanda had mentioned that I should shout out was Dirty Dancing because of the time of my life scene. But that's it. We'll end it with there. So shout I'm it out. I have mentioned life. it. That's all. That's all. All right. I'm going to press pause on this recording,
1: bro. All right, guys. Peace.
0: All right. Did you guys uh, think of some while we were rambling? Because that's the whole point of this, guys, is to get a bit of a conversation, a dialogue going. So, you know, we'll mention certain styles of movies, certain time. Frames of movies, and you will definitely have your own to contribute. So fucking contribute, guys! You know how it is. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Jam Room Podcast, or you can just email me directly, um, Scott at the jam all lowercase, the way websites work, guys. If you didn't realize that, and uh, I'll leave you with a, a song. I know we're trying to summarize all the the recordings that I've shown you over the last few episodes. I really did want to focus on just the recordings that were. Um, uh, just Liam and I, Liam and me, I think was correct in that situation. But but whatever, uh, because Curtis was just on this episode, I'll throw you the one recording that I've um I've put up before with Curtis in it when we were in a little band together. So this is uh, me on guitar. Um, I think Liam was playing drums for this, and uh, Curtis is on the bass. So here it is, guys. Have yourselves a fucking fantastic week. Um, We might have more to talk about with this movie thing. It depends how much bubbles to the surface. Uh, You guys can help out with that. So get involved. Um, Tell your friends. Spread, share, like, all the bullshit uh, with this podcast. Really fucking helps us out. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Have a great week.